right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode... 111 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's not waste time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Well, we are up this week. That's two weeks in a row. You know what's funny? The last episode, I talked to you guys about dealing with binge eating because of the experiment that kind of just went wrong on me, went down south on me. When I stepped on the scale at the end of that week, with, with the idea of all that binging, I was expecting at least a three-pound gain. And I said, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be a three-pound gain. And then I stepped on the scale, and it's a 1.6-pound gain. I'm like, okay, you know, it is what it is. Move on. And so then I get back to work, and I do everything as I was doing it prior. I go back to basics of whatever rules I had set forth prior to experimenting. And here we are the next week after that. And I have another gain. This week, the gain is 1.4 pounds. Now, if I take the two pound, two weeks and I add them together, there's your three pounds. So it's just funny how things work out sometimes. But I don't know if we have a third gain that I'm going to make any changes because technically I've already made a change after the first week which is not something I normally do. But the experiment had gone wrong and I made the change. So at this point, we're just going to wait it out. We're going to pretend like it's not two gains in a row because we've already made a change in between those two gains. So total lost last month for the month of September, the total pounds lost is 0.2 pounds. That's how we ended the month of September. Total pounds lost since January 2019 is 154.6 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the current milestone goal of 175 pounds is 20.4 pounds to go. And the total pounds remaining to get to our 200-pound milestone is 45 
0.4 pounds. So my audience for today's message is very specific. And if you're not part of that group, I am sure at some point in your life you were and you'll be able to relate to what I'm saying. I have told you guys many times that being in this position, having this podcast and having so many people on a regular basis send me messages and all kinds of things, asking advice on various things they're thinking about doing, whatever the case may be. I have a very unique vantage point because of that. I can see things from a 40,000 foot perspective on the person's life who is thinking they are just answering general questions. And if you guys have been with me for any amount of time, if you've listened to all of the episodes, you'll know that I often talk about the cycles we go through. So many people don't even realize that these cycles exist until they hear me talk about them. And when I call it an actual cycle, because we live in a world where everything is immediate. You're not trained to think long-term for any reason whatsoever at all. No one is trained anymore to think about long-term goals. We live in an instant coffee world. You're taught to have instant gratification over long-term success. Let me buy this thing for myself now because it makes me feel good right now rather than save that money and make it so that I have a great life later. Everybody lives like YOLO. You only live once. Living my best life. Like they're going to be gone tomorrow. Nobody's thinking about tomorrow. They're only thinking about right now. And they're only thinking about what gives them pleasure right now. With this ideology, if you apply that to health, you could suddenly see one of the worst cycles that me, at my vantage point, am able to see. And that's the cycle I want to talk about today. This cycle, I don't have a name for it. But when I describe it, I'm sure you'll grasp some of it, if not all of it. I see it so often. I recognize it even in my own life. Because when you see someone else go through it, you suddenly realize how often you actually have gone through it. And cycles don't always, they're not always immediate. Everybody sees, how do I want to say this? Everybody sees a situation as an acute moment, a a moment in time where you made a bad decision, right? But in reality, if you really look at this at a broad perspective, take take a 40,000-foot view, you have made this decision a thousand times in the wrong way. And a thousand times, it has felt different to you. But in reality, it is the same choice over and over and over again in the broad scheme of this cycle. And this cycle takes 
It could take weeks. It could take months. It could even take a year. It depends on the person, but it's definitely not short term. I can see people do well. And they're doing so well, they're on fire. And they preach the rules and the methods of the healthcare system they've chosen as if they are gospel. And they believe in it wholeheartedly. No one can say to them otherwise. And it's so funny because when you think of the fitness industry as a whole, it's like people look down on other people based on the the system they've chosen. Listen, we're all after the same thing here. We're all after fitness. And certain people understand fitness differently than other people. And sometimes you're ready for the, you know, baby food version of a healthy lifestyle. And sometimes you're ready for the Salisbury steak version of a lifestyle. But if you're an infant, nobody can feed an infant filet mignon. You, can, you just can't do that, right? They don't got teeth. You can't just stick meat in their mouth. They're not ready for it. it with that same ideology that you can't give an infant filet mignon, they have to choose something that they can digest. So in your eyes, that might be beneath you, but it really doesn't matter. The goal in the end for everyone is health and wellness. That's the goal. Certain systems will get you to a certain point and then you'll be given a choice. Do I grow or do I stay right where I am? For most people, they don't even get to this point where they can make this first decision. There are end dates to everything. You may come to the end date of the healthcare plan you've chosen and you may settle for life as it is solely because you don't want to leave that healthcare plan because your next level would cause you to leave it and choose something different because you are able to go further. I'm a little off topic. Let me come back. So I see these people do well and they do well and they preach the gospel of the health plan they shows. And then I can watch them slowly but surely start to get comfortable because with success comes congratulations. And with congratulations, that feeling you get of success, it is a wonderful feeling. And it intoxicates you. And there's no choice in some cases but to become comfortable because of the level of success chosen. So, for instance, in 2004, when I got the gastric bypass surgery, in one year time, I lost almost 200 pounds. That's a tremendous amount of success over a very short period of time. Nothing has been learned It's too short of a time. You're doomed to make the same mistake if you don't learn the lessons that need to be learned. At some point, I watch these people regress. At first, they embrace it because they have achieved such success that eventually you have to know there are going to be downfalls. 
So they take it on the chin. And that's kind of what you have to do. Except if it's a trend, then you have to have some control. You have to be able to say, hey, wait a minute, we're trending upward here. We have to make a change. And the trend doesn't happen instantly. See, that's the problem with living in an instant coffee world. We live week to week on that result, thinking we received that result based on what we did in the last seven days. That's what we're taught. That what we did for this week is exactly the result we're going to receive on weigh-in day. And it is with that theology for the people out there that weigh themselves every single day, they think it's a direct result of what they did yesterday. You are assuming that the result you're receiving is based on what you did yesterday. And for all you know, the result you're receiving is based on stuff you did days ago. You can't prove yes or no. Have you ever gone to the gym and worked out really good and you wake up the next morning and you feel great? So you go into gym on Monday, you feel great on Tuesday, but Thursday, Wednesday night maybe, you start to feel sore. Now, you're thinking, well, that's weird. I worked out on Monday and I haven't worked out since. Isn't that proof? If you can say yes to what I just said, that this has happened to you at least once in your life, then this is complete proof that what you do to the body on Monday isn't going to have you a, give you a result on Tuesday. And you may say, oh, well, you know, working out in a gym is different than eating. No, 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 it's not. It's all the same. You're doing something to your body and you're expecting the results 24 hours later. Or you're doing something to your body for seven days and you're expecting the, the seventh day to give you the result based on those six days that you did the work. It just simply isn't that way. So these people regress. When they get to a certain point of regression, you can see a trend. The problem with it is the only people that don't see the trend are the people that should see the trend. Instead, they pretend they are in control. And then I watch them regress even more to the point where they stop showing up in their workshops that they normally show up in. When they're so proud to be there, they're there. But when things start, stop going their way, all of a sudden they get busy. And you notice when you're in a workshop as often as I am, you notice the ones that stop showing up. And usually it's after, shortly after they pretend they are in control. Well, I gained this week, but it's okay because of X, Y, and Z. Okay, and that's fine. But when it becomes a trend and you're saying that every week, if you say that two and three weeks in a row, maybe, the, maybe it, it, it changes a slightly. By the first week, you're saying I'm okay because of this, this and that. And the second week, you're a little annoyed, but you're still okay. You have confidence in what you're doing. And by the third week, you're frustrated and you don't understand what's going wrong. But really, it can stem back to the feeling comfortable. When you feel comfortable, small, bad behaviors return and they grow just like a, a flower. The bad, bad behavior comes back and it does something to you like it never left. And that's when I reach out to people like this. And I say, hey, how you doing? How's it going? They'll say, oh, I'm doing okay. I, you know, and, and it's like, oh, I'm, I've been busy, but I'll, I'll try to be in the next workshop. And maybe in the next workshop, they pop in. 
but they tend to get busy pretty quickly again and it's not consistent. And then maybe some time goes by and they pop in again with some more excuses and they feel sorry for themselves also. And even then, I see them regress even more. They regress so poorly now or so much that maybe whatever their initial success is is almost gone. And finally, panic sets in. And they say, I don't understand why I keep doing this to myself. Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I doing, choosing things the wrong way? And it's at, it's at moments like this where people like me who are trying to help get pushed away. And that's okay. I give space. But I stay in contact. And I give a little more space. And I pop in and say hello every once in a while. And then eventually we get a message like, oh... I'm doing terrible right now. And sometimes it, they even get to the point where they think I might be mad at them because I've been trying to help and reaching out and all these things. And they apologize. I'm like, What are you apologizing for? Who am I that I would deserve an apology? All I am is the person that can see the cycle you're in. And I'm trying to make it so that you can get out of it. I'm sticking my hand out to say, hey, you're in a cycle. Come on, just do it this way and you'll get back to what you know. We'll talk a little more about this when we return. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. 
I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And now it's time for random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. And today's random fact comes from Allison of New York. The Siberian tiger, a species of tiger, is the largest cat in the world. It averages about 3.3 meters, 11 feet in length, with the tail measuring one meter three feet an adult male siberian tiger can weigh up to 320 kilograms or 700 pounds while females are significantly smaller weighing up to 180 kilograms and being 400 pounds siberian tigers are distinguishable by siberian tigers are distinguishable by their striped fur Similar to the people's unique fingerprints, no two tigers have the same stripe pattern. Siberian tigers differ from other tigers because they have fewer, paler stripes, and they also have manes. The mane, in addition to their thick fur, helps them keep warm in winter. Thank you, Allison, for that fun fact, or the random fact, whatever you want to call it. If you're wondering why I read today about Siberian tigers, it's because I set forth a goal to defeat a fear that I have of reading aloud. That stems back from fourth grade. And that fear has caused me to avoid things in my life. And I want to defeat that once and for all. So this segment was developed so that I can work on that fear. If you ever want to participate and send a random fact or a fun fact about any topic whatsoever, please do so by sending an email to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com and in the subject line, put fun facts or random facts so this way I know not to open it. This way I'm opening it right when I'm recording because I don't want to practice reading it I want to be able to just read it on the fly. And this is the one part of the show that is not edited. So you get the raw footage so we can gauge my success in reading aloud. And I do love the Siberian tiger. I think this is officially my favorite fact since I started doing this. 
the Siberian tiger is my favorite cat. It's my favorite animal, period. And I do love this one. Thank you, Allison. And thank you to all who contribute. I have a few more weeks worth here. So if you have a, f a fun fact or a random fact you want to send in, send it in. And we'll just put it in chronological order of the date that I receive them. And I'll read them as we go along. So now, let's get back to the show. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So we started off the show talking about one of the most vicious cycles that I watch people go through and that I myself have also gone through. Do you know what? I don't know that I'll ever be able to successfully pull somebody out of a cycle like this, especially if I'm talking directly to them. And I'm not saying it's because they don't want to come out of the cycle. It just, you can't force anybody to do anything. They have to recognize and want to be out of the cycle for themselves. They have to see the truth of the long term of what they're doing. They can't keep looking at everything as an isolated incident. In reality, everything we do is a series of choices that if you look seriously broad you can see you've made this choice numerous times numerous years numerous systems it doesn't matter how many of you out there listening to me have joined weight watchers more than once and with this cycle in mind how many times has this cycle applied exactly as i said it that's what i mean by history repeating itself here and the system itself does not really matter. The same exact cycle can be applied to any healthy lifestyle, weight loss system, whatever you want to call it. And the same exact thing can apply to anything you wish to do. It doesn't even have to be in regards to health. It could be your dream to go to college. It could be your dream to become a business owner. And the exact same series of events can happen applicable to the situation you're in. I'd like to tell you a story. It's a story about a man with two sons. Now, the youngest son comes up to dad one day and he says, Dad, I know what I got coming to me. I want it now. I want to enjoy life now. Give me what I have coming to me. I see what you own I want it now. And the man thinks about it. And he says, okay. He takes inventory of everything he has. And he divides what would be his youngest son's portion of the estate. And gave it to him. So now the son has big plans, big, big plans. And he goes and he starts packing up for what's going to be a big journey. And he sets forth to a far off country. When he finally gets there, 
he lives a very lavish, crazy life. He goes out of his mind, giving himself the pleasure of what he wants when he wants it. Instead of having even the slightest bit of discipline to even preserve the money that he has. It didn't take long, but he suddenly found himself completely broke. And he found himself broke just as poverty hits the entire country he's in. And now he starts to go crazy. And so he finds, he does what he has to do, and he finds himself probably the crappiest job in the world, something that nobody, literally anybody wants to do. But at this point, there is no way in his mind he wants his father to see him going through this. Because remember, just a little while ago, he knew better. He knew how to live life. And he demanded what was owed to him so that he can go live that life. And now here he sits, completely broke, and he's working in the mud, feeding pigs. And he gets to the point where he's so hungry, he's so incredibly hungry, Because that's how bad things are out in the world. Things are so expensive. He can't even afford to eat. And he's so amazingly hungry that the food he's feeding to those pigs, he actually sees himself eating it. And just as he's about to go nuts and actually dive into eating the food meant for pigs... He gets his head on straight. And he says, even my father's servants have a better life than me right now. I'll go home and I'll ask to work for my father as a servant. So at least I know I'll be living a better life than I am right now. So he starts his long journey home. As he gets to his home, he's approaching it now. His father happens to be looking out the window. And he sees far off in the distance a man defeated, a complete mess. And he knows without a doubt that this man is his son. And the man is overcome with happiness. And he runs out there to meet his son. And he hugs him so tight. 
And his son says, I'm so sorry, Dad. I'm so sorry. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Please don't be mad at me. Let me come back and work as a servant in your house. And the man looks at his servants and he says, take these rags off of him. Clean him up and get him dressed and spread the word. We're having a party. So things start going crazy. The word spreads pretty quickly. And now the older brother hears about this. And he sees the celebration. And he hears why the celebration is happening. Because he asked one of the servants, what's going on here? And the servant says, your brother has returned home. And your father is throwing a party to celebrate his return. So this completely pisses off the older son. And he refuses to attend the party. And the man goes to seek out the oldest son and goes to plead with him to come to the celebration. And the oldest son looks at his father with disgust and says, I never left. I never thought of leaving. I have always done what has been asked of me. And what do I get for it? I get nothing. My brother, he makes demands and disappears, makes a mess of his life, and then decides to return. And he gets a party. And the man looks at his son and says, you've always been with me. This is true. But what do you need? Everything that I have is already yours. What more do you want? Yesterday, your brother was basically dead. And today, he is alive again. He was lost. But now, he is found. So there's only one difference between the cycle I described in the first half of the show and the story I just finished telling you. And that difference is there is no older brother waiting to be angry that you're returning. There are only numerous people who love you that want to see you succeed. 
So there's only one thing left to do. And that thing is forget everything that happened yesterday. All that matters is you return, come back home and get back to work doing what you know best. None of what you've done matters. None of the mistakes you make matter. They only matter if you allow them to keep you away from what you know will benefit your life. So I, I say it with every fiber in my being, return home, do what needs to be done, get back on track, because you know what? The bottom line is your worst day, your worst possible day on WW or whatever health related system you've chosen is still better than your best day sitting in the mud feeding pigs. Come home and do it the right way. Get back to work. Do what's required to make your life better, to do what you need to do to become the best possible version of you because that version exists and you know it and I know it and everybody that loves you knows that that best possible version of you is there and exists and has the potential to take over the world and all you need to do is get out of your own way. Get out of your own way and do what needs to be done and come home and do the right thing. There's no apologies needed. Just a willing heart to get back to work. That's all you need to do. That's all that's required. Get back to work. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.